Welcome to the All-in-One Podcast for Middle School Language Arts Teachers. I'm Linda, and I've been a teacher for over 30 years. I can help you with tips, tricks, and motivation that will simplify your planning, streamline your teaching, and enjoy more free time. Well, hey there, it's Linda. I hope that you're all doing well. If you're listening in real time, we are heading towards the end of January already. For those of us deep into winter weather, I know this time of year can be challenging. For me personally, I embrace the seasons, but I know many have a difficult time with negotiating the long winter days and being cooped up. But I've always said, if you can't beat them, join them. So my suggestion is to really try to lean into the time of year and do some of those cozy and restful things like reading. And by the way, P.S., I've read so many great books this year. I, I would love to maybe someday just do a podcast on the books I'm reading. But my favorite was Hello Beautiful, if you're looking for a good read. And Maybe you might even want to do some extra planning for the school year so that when the the good weather is here, you can be a bit ahead. But in any event, I am so excited to continue with our mini-series on something that I'm very passionate about, and that is teaching reading skills at a middle school level. This is the fifth in the series, and there's two more after this, so... Um, If you did miss the others, you might want to go back and check them out. I also um, want to make sure to let you know that if you have a specific request on a topic that you're needing help with, my email is listed in the show notes, and you can always give me a shout there. Okay, Um, before we get into today's topic, I want to make sure that you know that I usually mention at least one freebie, and today I have a really, really good one for you. It's a free center activity related to our topic of dialogue and internal monologue. And it is a flip book and it's, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty cute if I do say so myself and um, you can grab it in the show notes. So make sure that you head over there. So let's get into it. So we know if you're a middle school language arts teacher, then you teach reading skills. And honestly, what I'm seeing a lot of is teachers that are really just assigning reading or reading a novel out loud to the kids and that's really not going to be teaching them any reading skills that they can you know carry through with them and one of the skills that you want to make sure that you hit is dialogue and internal monologue you'll want your kids to have that skill throughout their academic careers And understanding these components gives kids a deeper understanding of characters. So we're going to talk about why teach dialogue and internal monologue in literature, some general tips on teaching reading skills, what to include in a lesson on dialogue and internal monologue, and lastly, some practice with dialogue and internal monologue that you can do with your students. Okay, so Why do we need to teach this? Kids have to have a really good understanding of characters when they are reading. And one way is to understand characters is by how they relate to others. Authors do this via dialogue. 
Dialogue is not only there to entertain, as it often does, and that's a good thing, but it moves the plot along and gives key insight into a character's traits and motivation. Now, internal monologue is what the character is thinking, and as readers, we are privy to the thoughts and motivations of characters through the author inserting what the character is thinking. It is important for us to point out to our students to observe dialogue and internal monologue to get a deeper insight into the characters in a novel. And quite frankly, one of the reasons we read novels is to enhance our experience as a human being. So looking at characters and what they're thinking can really give kids an empathy. And it's something that we want to make sure we're pointing out when we're teaching you know, quality pieces of literature. So I've been doing this in the series and I'm going to, I, I keep going over the same thing, but I, I think it's worth repeating in case you, you're landing on this podcast and it's the only one that you're going to listen to. I want to give you some quick general tips on how to teach reading skills. So when you teach reading skills, you want to use some consistency with your students so that they know what to expect and what is expected of them. For me, I use a reading workshop model of instruction. I have a whole series of of, uh, podcasts on reading workshop that you might like to check out. But please know that I adapted the reading workshop model from the true model to be more skills-based. I still use the general outline, but I really felt it was important to hit the skills a little bit more, um, a little bit harder than I was seeing. So um, my general reading workshop guidelines are to teach the mini lesson, keeping it brief, 10 to 15 minutes long. Then you have student workshop time, and this is when kids are working something in their reading that you taught in the mini lesson and then they're actually reading. At that time, you're going to go around in conference by meeting with kids to check in with their reading and to see how they're doing with the skills that you're teaching. And at the end, we do a quick share and we really do like to share something that is reflective of the mini lesson that day. So if you're teaching um, dialogue and internal monologue, you'll want to follow kind of this roadmap to get you there in the best possible way. So this is what I do with all of my mini lessons. First, you do your connection. And here is where you link what you have learned to where you are going in this lesson. So for example, you might say, when we last met, we talked about the character traits of your main character. Today, you are going to examine what the character says and thinks to give you a deeper understanding of that character. After you've done your connection, you want to teach your objective. It is crucial to explicitly state to your students what you want them to learn. Don't just write it on the board, tell them and have it in your mini lesson. So for example, I would say today's goal is to understand that one of the ways an author moves the plot along is by inserting dialogue between characters, okay, or whatever your goal is for that day. Next, you want to give your kids strategies to do this. So 
For example, you could say to them, as you are reading, jot down what the character is thinking and if what they are thinking matches their actions. This will often give you a better understanding of the character. All right, these are just all examples that I'm thinking of for, for this particular lesson. After you do your strategies, you want to have some kind of engagement in your mini lesson. Um, this is where you want to show a real life example and then have students practice during the lesson because as I said, really the point of literature is to deepen our understanding of the human experience, right? So here you would want to use a turn and talk that works really well and students can use a skill in a partnership. So for example, turn and talk to your partner about what you were thinking when you walked into class today. Did it match the way you acted? Okay, so by giving them something very personal and real life, it will really help them to transfer that skill in their reading. Um, the next and last part of the mini lesson is the student objective. This is really important because it's where students are given their directions for their workshop time. You want to keep it brief and specific. It's always best to note to your students that they should be doing this today and every time they're reading. Okay, it's not an isolated lesson that you're teaching. So for example, you might say, today and every time you are reading a novel, notice the dialogue between characters and what the character is thinking. Keep track of it in your reading notebook so that you can get a deeper understanding of that character. And the example I gave you, it's, it's a good way to do it. I would make sure that I would limit that though. I wouldn't want them to write down every single thing the character said or thought. Um, if you want a ready-made mini lesson, I have them on a lot of topics. I do have one in my TPT store specifically on dialogue and internal monologue, and I'll be sure to link that in the notes. Okay, so when you're done with your lesson, you want them to practice the skill. Um, this is the portion of the reading workshop where students go off to work and do something to apply the skill you taught to their reading. Be careful here though, don't do what I call kill the skill. You're looking for application, not a bunch of extra work for your kids. Here's what practice should not look like. It should not be random worksheets with the skill and drill style. It is not conducive to truly learning and applying reading skills. You do not want to do unrelated exercises. Kids should be applying it to the reading that they are actually involved with and hopefully they're all reading a novel, preferably in a, in a book club style. Or some of you might be doing a class novel, whatever it is, that lesson that you taught should be applied to what they're reading, okay? Um, another thing that is really good to do here is to apply it to a mentor text and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. Lastly, what you do not want to do is work that's going to take them too long. Okay, it's the idea is not to give them a bunch of um, skill work that takes so long that they never get to the actual reading because <laughs> I, I know it sounds very sarcastic and I really don't mean it this way, but the point of a reading workshop is to read, not for you to be talking about reading and giving them a ton of kind of unrelated things to do.
Okay, so what should it look like? One thing you want to always do is to do some mentor text work throughout a unit. So if you were doing a unit on, let's say you're doing historical fiction, maybe, or let's say realistic fiction, and you, the skills that you've decided to teach for the unit are character traits, symbolism, theme, and dialogue and internal monologue. So you'll want a short story within that genre to do it. It should be a high interest story. It should reflect a lot of different, um, a lot of different cultures, a lot of different socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, and the one that I love for dialogue and internal monologue is the scholarship jacket by Marta Salinas. I love that one for teaching dialogue and internal monologue. Okay, so another good thing you want to do is reading application. As you progress in the unit or, and kids are reading novels, have them keep a chart of when dialogue and internal monologue is revealing a character trait. You might want your kids, another good thing you can do is have them debate. Having them debate is a great engagement strategy. For example, um, students might disagree on whether a character, what a character said matched what they were really thinking. I would keep the debate quick, maybe 10 minutes, because again, you really want to get kids into their reading. And lastly, you know I love my centers, so having kids do centers on a specific skill, especially toward the end of the unit, to show what they know and to extend their learning is an ideal situation. It can help prepare them for an upcoming assessment. Um, and by the way, if you want to get a really good score on a teacher evaluation, I am telling you centers are the way to go because you do a quick engagement lesson and then you get kids moving around the room and really engaging with one another and it takes a lot of the pressure off you. Okay, I do have centers on dialogue and internal monologue available in my TPT store and I will be sure to link them in the show notes as well. And Again, I do have that free sample of my Dialogue Internal Monologue Centers. That's that flip book, so don't forget to grab that. All right, so that's it. We talked about why teach Dialogue and Internal Monologue, general tips on reading skills, um, what to include in your lesson, and what to do and what not to do when you have them practice. So be sure to tune in next week. We're going to be continuing with our second to last topic, which is going to be about point of view and perspective. I have some great ideas for you, so you don't want to miss it. Um, I before you go, I would like to take a moment to cordially invite you to join my Facebook group. It's a pretty new Facebook group. Um, there is nothing but positive stuff going on in there. I created it really specifically because the groups I was seeing, there was just a lot of complaining, a lot of parent bashing, and a lot of kid bashing, and just a lot of, um, a lot of negativity. And while I think it's good to, exp I don't, I'm not saying that you always have to be sunshine and roses, but honestly, I wasn't seeing any kind of a solution. And I really want to keep the group very solutions based. So I really hope that you will join us over in the Facebook group. I hope this information was helpful. Be sure to check the links that I mentioned in the show notes. My email is available there as well in case you have questions or comments. 
You can also DM me on Instagram at allinonemiddleschool. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.